We could use your help keeping the Omaha History Podcast going. Please consider becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It'll help pay the light bill. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. In the 1940s and 50s, the region north of Ames Street and east of 42nd grew rapidly. The area had been farms, but during the post-World War II housing boom, all those fields were planted with neighborhoods, schools, and families. And these folks needed grocery stores, barber shops, clothing stores. North Omaha's first shopping center opened in the early 60s. So, um, Ames Plaza, Adam, tell us about it. In the late 1950s, between 1955 and 1960, 500 lanes were opened and added to Omaha's bowling scene, Steve. 500 lanes. 30 of those were opened up in 1959 at the corner of 58th and Ames in a facility called the Ames Bowling Center. A year later, they added another 20 lanes to the Ames Bowling Center for a total of 50 lanes. Wrapped around the Ames Bowling Center was the vision of the Barriato brothers, led by Dominic J. Barriato. The family had originally built a supermarket at the corner of 30th and Cummings that was called the Montclair Market. It was Barriato's Montclair Market. And they were ready to expand and blow up the, ci- the city with their wonderful vision for what things could be. They started a construction company and a concrete company. And with the construction firm and with that concrete company, they opened up Ames Plaza at the corner of 58th and Ames in 1960. So the Ames Bowling Center was built first. And it was designed to be the most modern bowling facility in all of Omaha. I'll explain what it looked like on the inside later, but just imagine this gigantic box right there on the corner in basically a farm field. All of Ames from 42nd Street West all the way past 72nd, all the way past 90, and north of Ames, almost everything in there was all farm fields. And they were these old Scandinavian farmers who had these grand places for 100 years, but by the 19, late 1950s, these places were starting to become residential suburban developments. They were trying to fill in after World War II housing crunch, and they were building up these little cracker box houses and really starting a lot of visions for suburban Omaha that hadn't existed before. Well, Don Bondiato came into North Omaha, and he bought this corner of land. And basically, it was 14 acres. And on that 14 acres, he built four buildings. And in those four buildings, over the next 20 years, they housed 100 businesses. Some of them are uh, still household names today. Some of them have faded into obscurity. And a couple of them kind of hang in between. All of these businesses are gone today. None of them exist anymore. But when they first opened in 1960, this was the pinnacle 
of suburban atomic age design in Omaha commercial real estate at that point. It was a $1 million development that started in fall 1959. They expected Northwest Omaha to grow really fast, and they couldn't get uh, real estate agents and bankers and other people who had vested interest in the growth of the area couldn't get enough retail to build quickly enough along Ames Avenue. And so they really sought to develop everything west of 42nd Street all the way out to 72nd as commercial real estate. One of the biggest chunks was bought by Don Badiato and his family. And basically, they took and built a shopping center that had the likes of which had never been seen north of Dodge ever before. The shopping center, with its four gigantic buildings on 14 acres, also had 600 parking stalls and gigantic signage on all sides so that people really knew they were coming to someplace special. The largest building at the Ames Plaza was called Hestead's Department Store. Hestead's was an old Iowa firm that had eventually grew up to 80 or 90 shops all around the Midwest as five and dimes. But their first ever department store was right there in Ames Plaza. This building had a big awning covering the entrance so that uh, the husband could drive up the car and let out the wife and kids to go inside underneath this covered awning with carpet leading through the concourse into the stores. On one side was Hestead's, on the other side were a bunch of smaller stores. And uh, it was a fascinating, big, beautiful building. On, on the bottom level, there was a garden level, and that had several other stores in it that faced the west side of the shopping center. The second largest building housed the Ames Bowling Center, which was featured as the main attraction of the whole Ames Plaza. I mean, folks really saw it as being the destination. The third building was a grocery store that opened up as Body Auto's supermarket number two. So their first one was there at 30th and Coming. Number two was right there at uh, 58th and Ames in the Ames Plaza. Then there was the Ames Plaza Bank, and all of it opened formally in October 1960. Well, let's take a look inside those stores, Steve, and really walk around and see what they look like. It was May of 1961 when Hestead's opened its eighth store overall and its first ever department store at Ames Plaza. It was a 21,000-square-foot space with this gigantic department store. They had 15 departments. And in these 15 departments, they sold everything that a giant department store would. They offered their employees great benefits, uh, including health insurance, a pension plan, and po- profit sharing. Lots of the managers and store workers stayed on with Hestead's for decades. The original Hestead's was opened in 1916 in Fairbury, Nebraska. And uh, the Ames Plaza was meant to kind of represent the next phase of the company. Uh, at that point in 1961, they had $17 million in annual sales. Hestead's company was eventually bought by a parent holding company, and through a bunch of store closures and layoffs and whatever, eventually they wound down. I'll get to that later on, but now let's look into the next business at the plaza. It was called the Ames Plaza Bank, and it opened in 1962 in the garden level of uh, the Hestead's building. The Ames Plaza Bank was uh, chartered by the Broadkey family in Omaha, along with Tony Badiato, who was Dom's brother. And uh, they made a really hard case to the Nebraska State Banking Regulators to open their bank. Back then, they had to justify it based on geography. And the regulators looked at the North Side Bank that had existed in North Omaha for a century at that point. And they looked at a couple other banks that were west, and they decided, you know what, it is okay, so go ahead and do it. 
So the Brodkeys opened up the Ames Plaza Bank there in the Ames Plaza in 1962. In 1970, the Ames Plaza Bank had a big robbery. Apparently, a couple guys entered military fatigues with rifles and pistols, and they shot up the whole building. And they made off with thousands and thousands of dollars. A security guard tried to return fire, but he was shot in the shoulder. It took a couple years, but the men were captured and sent to Nebraska State Pen. And then after that, there was a rash of robberies that happened there. And eventually, the bank desired to uh, build a new facility. So they moved out to 72nd and Military. And in 1972, they closed all their operations at Ames Plaza. We'll get into that in just a minute. The next business that I want to walk into is the Ames Bowling Center. You know, this place is remembered by so many people today. Steve, you were just telling me about it yourself. A lot of people have great memories of what it looked like. Like I said, when it opened up, there were there were 30-some lanes there, and they added another 20, and eventually it was 50 lanes. And it was the biggest bowling facility in all of Omaha. In 1961, the World Herald said that the city was undergoing a bowling explosion. And they declared that the Ames Bowling Center was the most important thing happening in the whole city. It had more than 40,000 square feet inside with 5,000 bowlers bowling there annually at its peak. The whole Ames Bowl was a Brunswick facility, so they they had top-notch equipment. They hosted tournaments at a lot of leagues and a lot of events there over the year. Uh, there was Brunswick brand bowling equipment throughout it, and it was consistently given excellent ratings on quarterly inspections by bowling officials. The entire interior was designed by a guy named George Dunn, an architect in Omaha. It featured this kind of soft green carpeting and painting throughout with this Arkansas colonial willow and walded walnut paneling throughout the whole thing. An early ad said that the space was, quote, easy on a bowler's particular eye, too, because of uh, special indirect lighting that eliminates shadows. There were high-quality bowling pins and modern acoustics and a fully carpeted lobby with locker rooms and resting rooms and an arcade and all kinds of things throughout the building. There were 600 pairs of rental shoes there and 450 house bowling balls with piped-in music throughout the whole building. When it opened... Ames Bowl was open 24 hours a day and had 62 full-time employees. Inside of Ames Bowl, there was a separate business called the Alibi Lane Piano Bar. Because, you know, you need an alibi to go drinking. And uh, they had their own cocktail lounge and dining room with a snack bar and banquet facilities. They even had a nursery, Steve, and two big old meeting rooms where businesses would get together to justify their times at Ames Bowl. (laughs) I read a report that said in its later years, it was a, the Omaha's franchise of the National Bowling League used the Ames Bowling Center as a league arena for their events. And so it kind of had that officiousness about it, too. In 1983, Ames Bowl reported having 42 teams in their league. It was the largest league in the state. But unfortunately, just a decade later, the lanes per- closed permanently. John Badiato, one of the brothers ran the center at the time of its closing and said that it closed because too few people bowl. Where at its peak at 5,000 bowlers annually, there were only 1,000 bowlers that year in 92. I'm going to talk more about what's happening at the former Ames Bowl building next. But first, I want to talk about Body Auto Supermarket. You know, they opened in 61 right down on Ames itself. It was a, a large supermarket for its time with a lot of great signage and different things going on. It was really the first store in Ames Plaza. 
the owner again was Tony Badiato, uh, who had the Badiato's Montclair market down on 30th and coming. And he opened this one up super proud, super excited. It didn't take very long though for the store to be turned over from a body autos into a couple different markets and eventually became a baker's, which is what it was most popular for. Baker's stayed there for about 20 years into the 1970s and eventually moved down to 50th in Ames. The store still stands today. Within the last couple of years, it became a family dollar. And there's also a pawn shop in the same space. Other businesses that were Ames Plaza, there were so many, Steve. Toy Palace which was uh, almost 4,000 square feet. They opened in 62, and they were selling kids' clothing and furniture and toys and all kinds of things. There's the Ames Plaza Pharmacy, which originally opened as Bob's Pharmacy in 61. When it opened, it was supposedly the largest suburban pharmacy in Omaha. A Brandeis store moved into Ames Plaza in 64. It was the smallest store of all the Brandeis chain stores, and it sold primarily men's and women's day-to-day clothing. It closed in 73, but was super popular throughout the year. There were professional offices in Ames Plaza, and throughout the years, there was there were a lot of different businesses that were there um, that were in the professional offices, including something called Institute for Essential Housing. There was the office of Dr. Minthorn, the Nebraska Concrete Association, the Republic Steel Company, and the Stallet Sales Office. So lots going on right there. There was also a Northwest Fabrics that moved into the former Hestite site in 76, they only stayed open for a few years, but uh, yeah, that's being renovated and turned into something else pretty soon. But before we talk about that, it's important to talk about how Ames Plaza was blighted for a long time, for more than 25 years. Starting in the late 70s, this influx of businesses left. Hestead's closed when the whole entire chain went out of business. It was the last store open, the one on Ames Plaza. The bowling alley, like we talked about, closed. Eventually, Baker's supermarket moved out. There were other businesses that popped in and out, but by 1983, the identity of the Ames Plaza was entirely gone. And the shopping center went downhill pretty fast. A flea market moved in that year in 83, and a consignment auction was held there every weekend starting that year. There was weekend seafood sales in the parking lot, and a company from Louisiana brought up fish and shellfish from the Gulf of Mexico to sell right there in Omaha. In 1986, the University of Nebraska Med Center opened up a clinic in the plaza for maternal and infant care. But uh, things kind of just ran down. The buildings were boarded up and everything looked pretty empty. The stores that used to be open along the garden level of Hestead's, they closed down and moved out and the uh, offices closed and There was nothing in there. Well, looked down on by the media, by economic players, and by others as a mistake to avoid, the Ames Plaza became just kind of an eyesore. In 1988, the Omaha City Council heard plans from city planners to use $8 bucks of public money to demolish the shopping center entirely and finance a new development. Plans called for a 60,000-square-foot Hy-Vee to be built there. But small businesses around the area complained about using public finances to unfairly assist competitors. So the plans failed, and the site kept being underused. By the 90s, the storefronts were all empty at the Ames Plaza. The bowling center kept going into uh, 1992. In 93, an upscale hip-hop club opened up in the old bowling center, but it only stayed open for a few years. 
there was a black business summit held by the North Omaha Business Association there in 1995, but there's no sign that it happened again after that. So the clubs closed, the small businesses closed, the big businesses closed, and Ames Plaza sat empty all through the 90s, all through the thousands, and even into the 2010s. In early 2019, it was announced that the White Lotus Group, a construction company in Omaha, was renovating Ames Plaza. The Heartland Workforce Solutions, which is a publicly funded job center, moved into the Ames Innovation Center. That's the name of the newly converted Ames Bowling Alley. It's become a modern office building covered with glass and wood and all kinds of fanciness. White Lotus is also building new townhomes north of the plaza. And uh, an express Nebraska Department of Motor Vehicles office moved into the complex as well. Other tenants are inside of the Ames Plaza. Planet Fitness, ResCare Workforce Development, Armor Storage, and U-Haul. And like I said, Dollar General and the Pawn Shop are right there. And so there's lots of movement happening. Even the old Hestead's building is being renovated. So with this movement, it's important to see that Ames Plaza has held an important place in the heart and imaginations of North Omaha. There's no historic marker there, though, Steve. No signage, no indication of what the place meant to the community back then. The City of Omaha Landmark Heritage Preservation Commission didn't declare it an official landmark, and it's not listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Hopefully it'll keep being used as a useful place into the future. Maybe someday it'll be recognized for its contributions to the history of North Omaha. Before we close out this piece, though, let's take a look at some of the businesses that were in Ames Plaza. Uh, Going all the way back to 1960, there was an Allstate Insurance Office. We mentioned the Alibi Lane Piano Bar, the Bowling Center, the Pharmacy, the Bank. But, Steve, there were a couple service stations, an Enco, a Mobile. There was a car dealership called Aim Plaza Motors, a record shop. Along with Bakers and Body Autos, there were other grocery stores and the Brandeis. Evans Laundry was there for a while. They moved up from North Omaha. And then, of course, the flea market. The Hospice Warehouse was there for a year, selling musical instruments and pianos. Uh, Coons Bakery opened up there after they moved from North 24th Street all the way out there in 1960. Togs and Toys opened up, and there were a lot of other businesses there, too. Take a look at NorthOmahaHistory.com to learn more. And that's a little bit about the history of Ames Plaza in North Omaha. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian, Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.